Hey up, podcasters. It's me, Clive Holland, from the Clive Holland Show on Fix Radio. I would love you to tune in and catch me doing my thing Monday through Thursday from midday till 3pm on the planet's only radio station for builders, Fix Radio. On this week's packed podcast, well, I'll tell you now, it was yet another packed one. I began the week asking whether or not we need more financial protection when we're unable to work and whether unions could be the answer with representatives from the GMB. In our site next was all about health and safety on site after the NFB, the National Federation of Builders, released some new guidelines for small businesses. Respecting the trade was highlighted too after an horrendous story in the press got us wound up. Finally, we asked for the best and funniest insults you've ever heard while working on the tools and there were some brilliant ones. All in all then, another packed blooming podcast. Enjoy. This is the Clive Holland Show on Fix Radio. Fix Radio. You're listening to Clive Holland on the Clive Holland Show on Fix Radio. And today we're focusing on protection for self-employed tradespeople. When things are out of, out of your control anyway, and leavers may be unable to work, or maybe the work just drops off. It could be the weather, storage for materials, or even a broken down van. Uh, joining us on the line now is a man who knows plenty about protecting and fighting for our workers. Uh, in fact, he's been doing it very recently uh, and been very, very busy. It's Andy Prendergast, Secretary of the GMB Union. Andy, uh, thank you so much for sparing the time. I know you're a very busy man at the moment. So in terms of self-employed tradespeople, how can they better protect themselves? Because if you're working for somebody, it's very different. But when you're a self-employed tradesperson, you're sort of out there alone. Yeah, well, it's always difficult being self-employed. And what we've seen in the building industry is a huge move to self-employment for the last 40 years. And what that's meant is, you know, when the work dries up, many of the companies have a sort of fire and hire approach. What we found, though, is as well as like the individual issues like insurance against losing your job and sickness, there's also just basically collective action. Um, and that's how you know unions started in the building trade over 150 years ago, where effectively by banding together, it gives you a lot more say. And, you know, the reality is if one person asks for a pay rise, they're not going to get it. But if everyone asks for a pay rise, it puts you in a far stronger position. Could it, is it possible for unionisation of the self-employed people in our industry? I mean, it's not always the easiest thing, but like the GMB is a union. We organise people like Uber drivers, Deliveroo um, riders, uh, people who work for companies like Every, who are often self-employed. And, you know, the the simple fact is, is by taking collective stance, it gives you that protection. Now, it doesn't mean you're always going to win everything. You know, if if there's literally no work, then it can be a difficult thing to negotiate. But often what we find is that companies are making short term decisions on profit. And by standing together, it gives people a bit more of a say in what happens on that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of um, the major players at the minute, certainly since, uh, well, before Christmas, actually, a lot of the major sites have actually shut down because of the costs of uh, building the properties at the minute. And there was multitudes of of sort of self-employed tradespeople, subcontractors there, that uh, had to down tools virtually with, uh, uh, you know, sort of very small time limit. You know, they'd, they'd probably tell them one day and then the next day they were off. Yeah, and that, that's always been the reality, unfortunately, with a building trade. You know, it's one of those barometers of the economy. When the economy is doing well, there's more work. When the economy is doing badly, then everyone stops. 
And we saw this in 2008 where, you know, people who were self-employed, who were earning really good money, all of a sudden found a rug pulled from underneath their feet. And that's why we have to have that collective voice. You know, we've got to make sure that actually this is this is an industry we should work on a more basic level. You know, it's not right that people working in construction don't have sick pay, don't have holidays. Um, and the reality is that's what's happened over the last sort of 45 years where we've gone from having half decent conditions to admittedly higher pay, but none of the protections. And I think often people need to know that, you know, you can pay the mortgage, you can put food on the table. And this fire and hire culture just doesn't help that. Fix Radio. Bish, bash, bosh. We're talking about the risks of being self-employed in our industry and the problems that can arise financially if work dries up. Uh, Join us on the line. I now is a man who went viral expressing his concerns on exactly this subject. Uh, Dean Neal, the traditional bricklayer, and he joins us on the line. Now, first of all, tell us what it was you were saying in that video that went viral. Uh, well, basically, like this. the long shot, listen, for years and years and years, the working man has just got on with it. You know, um, average, we work and get paid for nine and a half months of the year due to the weather. Now, Everyone says, oh, you know, it is what it is. And it is. That's what we do. Now, as a gentleman, as a brick educated man, and not just me, but throughout the construction trade, what we do is we tighten our belts. We prepare to lose those two months or one and a half months due to bad weather. So we tighten our belts. We live to our means, Clive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's an old saying we go by, work hard or starve. So we still have our holidays. We still get our mortgages paid. We still do our thing. But we get the brunt of it. Now, the turning point. Now, what's getting me right in this modernised world, it seems that everyone's got them right now. So this is not now. Is it right for us just to keep our heads down and keep doing what we're doing when everyone else is getting a bit of the cake? So when you've got railway workers striking because they don't like um, the working conditions, nurses because of pay, teachers because of this, that, they've all got their their um their rights and their and their opinions but let them walk in my shoes or any bricklayer man shoes for for a week then they see how well they've got it do you know what i mean so i mean the thing is though what can we do uh as as tradespeople uh to better protect ourselves from this worry what's your plan what's your thought what we are we're economic refugees clive right our, <laughs> our livelihood is based on the economy do you know what I mean? We're at the mercy of Rootshack's hands at the minute. Do you know what I mean? And it doesn't look good. We'll be the ones suffering. So why should we have to adapt to our lives? Because no other person's doing it. God blimey, I'm seeing teachers dancing like hippies outside of school in front of kids. What an example was that setting to the children? Railway workers holding the country to ransom. It's time we make a stand and, change and stand up. So where I'm going with this, right, in COVID, grants were issued for loss of earnings. Now, listen, I'm full aware a lot of people took the mickey out of them grants. A lot of people claimed them and worked still, so they should have been better policed. But a system's got to be set up where we get paid in bad weather times subject to our earnings through the tax year. So an average is taken and then a grant's given to us. Because the difference between me and a teacher or whoever's striking, right? I have no work because of downturn, right? I emotionally struggle. I can't put food on the table, Clive. My relationship yeah. can break down. My mental health goes through the roof, right? These geezers are on pay, sick pay, holiday pay. Uh, Dean, look, because we're running out of time, just tell us where people can find you on the socials. Uh, 
look after me on uh, the traditional Britline Instagram, and I'm regularly posting. The, the uh, society will be going up. We're hoping to hit the new text here in April. Listen, be lovely to talk to you guys. Thank you very much. That's Dean Neil there, the traditional bricklayer, and uh, some you know a lot. A lot he's saying makes a lot of sense. Uh, just out of interest, one of the things he did say was for those that were struggling. Can I just remind you of the Lighthouse Club that supports our industry and can put bread on the table if you are uh, struggling at all? If I can just give you their uh, their helpline number, uh, which is oh three four five six zero five one nine five six oh three four five six zero five one nine five six. They're there for your mental health, but they're also there to support you as well if you're struggling financially too. Clive Holland on Fix Radio. Hey, listen to Clive Holland on Fix Radio, the building station across the nation. Uh, on DAB. Now, off the back of a new health and safety guideline being released for our industry, we want to know just how much safety assessment plays a role for the small to medium enterprises and sole traders, etc. Joining us on the line right now is the man behind those guidelines. His name, you'll be familiar, he's been on our show before, James Butcher, who's the Director of Policy for the National Federation of Builders. Uh, Now, uh, first of all, thank you very much for joining us. What is the thinking behind these new guidelines we are focused entirely on people working in the domestic sector so if you're working directly for somebody in their home we think that you might need a little bit of extra help to navigate some of the uh, some of the regulations and specifically some regulations called the construction design and management regulations Uh, and i must stress i know you said it's a health and safety uh, guideline we're actually a uh, employer group. Uh, we are industry-led, and the purpose of this guide is to help colleagues in the sector uh, who are busy people just understand their responsibilities a little clearer. So, you know, it's, it's there to be helpful. So how exactly can tradespeople make themselves safer on site? So unusually, um, uh, we've produced this this guide and it's it's about 16 pages, one six pages long, which, to be honest, we probably think is is even a little bit too long. But we are actually encouraging people not to read the whole thing. Um, <laughs> there are three. <laughs> That's brilliant. There are three I love that. <laughs> I know because because we appreciate that people don't have a lot of time. Um, you know, we we really want to help here. We're not trying to tell people. We're not trying to dictate. We're not saying you must do this. You must do that. All we're saying is. Here's three examples of domestic works. So one of them is a project that's worth 50K. One of them is a project that's worth 100K. And the other one's a bigger project worth 1.5 million. Uh, Have a look at these. They're about two and a half pages long each. Uh, See how these CDM regs are applied. uh, And can you learn anything from that? You know, maybe there'll be one thing that you do a bit differently. um, And that'll be, it'll be well worth it. So, you know, dip in, use it as a reference guide. Uh, and hopefully you'll learn something. I'm going to put my hands up and say, uh, you know what, um, James, that when you go in and you do a job and you're doing a, a job in somebody's house or whatever, um, you tend to not think too much because it's what I would suggest is, uh, from, a, from a personal point of view anyway, um, you're just putting in common sense practices, even down to the tooling that you're using, etc. Yeah, exactly. And actually, this is not this is not so much about the technicalities of what you should do, shouldn't do. This is just about understanding whose responsibility each stage is. So the thing is, when you work in the domestic sector, what we would call the client's responsibilities are actually then passed on to either the principal designer or the principal contractor. 
Now, depending on the work that you're doing, you might not have a designer. So as, as the person undertaking the works, you might have the responsibilities of effectively your customer, of the designer, and of, of the work that you undertake. So this guide just helps you to understand the communication that you should have with either the client or the customer. And then if you've got a designer involved, the communication you should have with them. And just understanding what your role is and how you can apply that in a real life situation. Uh, James, always good to talk to you, my friend. Have a great rest of the day. Uh, that's James Butcher there, Director of Policy for the National Federation of Builders. And it's not usual for me, this isn't, but I, do you know what? I would encourage you to go check it out. I really would. Fix Radio, made for the trade. Hello there. Hopefully you're enjoying the podcast that you're currently listening to. And if you are, make sure you download the Ball Builders one. That's me and Sam, that is. Just search the Ball Builders Breakfast wherever you get your podcast from. Because if you don't, we'll send the lads round. Fix Radio, made for the trade. Uh, joining us on the line now is a man who certainly has to be safe at work. He's Fix Radio's uh, 2022 into 2023 roofer of the year, a very good friend of the show. It is Danny Madden from Madden Builders. Now then, Danny, listen, uh, it's difficult. Now, these, these new protocols have come into place uh, from the National Federation of Builders. Uh, do you have any protocol in in place is it just in your mind? Do you chat with the guys? How do you go about it just to make sure you are safe? Well, Clive, you, you made a great point. It's, it's never to become complacent. It, it's like, I always liken to, if you, you go up onto a scaffold and it's high up, you see everyone when they get up there, they're sort of holding onto the rail. They're taking their time to walk around the scaffold. Within a few hours, you're up and down, you're forgetting where you are. You're sort of running about the scaffold, up off of the roof. And it's very, very easy. An accident can happen in a split second, a split second. And uh, I, I actually had one of our steel guys who was measuring up a steel for our jobs. He was under a meter at the bottom of the ladder, went to turn, jump off, slipped, and he a- actually fractured the back of his neck from wow. coming off. And that's under a meter at height. So I always say to lads, listen, we're up at high. And I, I know it's sort of, because especially when the first time they get up there, it's all great looking around the views you can see over you know, over everywhere. It's just do not become complacent. And you've also got to think as well about some of the tools that you're using. Um, you know, the torch, you, 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 you know, the open flame torch using the gas cylinder. Obviously, you've got to think about who's operating it, which is what I've seen uh, on your post is you. But, but you know what? It, it, you've still got to think to yourself, you know, what could potentially happen with this thing? We're yeah. using a live flame for a start. Yeah, the open flame. I mean, the the, the health and safety. Listen, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I always said, you know, if, if we abided by every single health and safety rule, you'd never get anything done. You just True. wouldn't. By the time you'd set up uh, uh, and everything, you, you just wouldn't get work done. The amount you, get, you need to get done in a day. But with something like an open flame, now I've got a, a torch now that as you let go of the handle, it turns off. Whereas uh, a lot of guys I see is they've got the light where as you torch and you put the, light, the flame to the side, it stays alight. So you can just grab it and keep using it. Yeah. What they've done is, and it is expensive, but it, it's it's for safety. I love it. Is that as soon as you let go of that handle, that flame goes out. And I, I am. I am the only one that uses it. My guy has been with me now for over a year. I'm still very, very cautious of what I let him do with it because even with myself, with own experience, you all you've got to do is you're doing an old bay roof. You catch a, a nest or something like that. That will go so fast. It is scary. 
So we always have extinguishers up on the roof. We always, before we start a job, we know where the water is. We've got our extinguisher. We're always, it's those little things if you're foreseeing what could go wrong. And I think that's a big point and comes with experiences, foreseeing dangers. I honestly, I'm just being honest. I think if we have all abided by health and safety rules, you would never get anything done. And you'd ne- a ladder is, a work, is not a working platform. So if you went up to a roof to change a tile, technically you're not meant to work off that ladder. It's, yes. just, it's, just, it's just a platform to view the work that needs to be done. But you, you couldn't go around to a client and say, well, I'm afraid I'm going to have to charge you 900 quid plus for a scaffold. scaffold up because i need to change two tiles uh, mate listen as ever always brilliant talking to you where are you today what are you up to so i'm actually in north london i'm actually doing a bit of decorating today yeah having a break from the roof i'm, I'm on the decorating gang so you know i've got my can of stella I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's all love it's all love with the trades <laughs> you know it is son you know it is hey listen have a great rest of the day, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, mate. The Clive Holland Show on Fix Radio. Uh, you listen to Clive Holland on the Clive Holland Show on Fix Radio across the nation on DAB. And today we're highlighting respect and whether or not you feel that we get enough of it from people uh, in our trade. Now, uh, joining us on the line right now is a man who certainly has our respect here at Fix Radio, that's for sure. After all his TV adventures from DIY SOS, dream kitchens and bathrooms, and now build your dream home in the country, it's the brilliant Mark Miller. Now, uh, the reason I'm asking you this question today is it's off the back of a story uh recently where a woman was uh, driving, she was in a, a Volkswagen, uh, I think it was a T5, and she was trying to get through a gap in the road uh, where builders were working. And uh, kindly, a builder offered to guide her through, uh, but she wasn't having any of it and decided to run him over. So she collected him on her bonnet. Uh, a partner got out, picked up a uh, scaffold pole, started swinging it around, hitting their van. Uh, and it just seems like, where is the respect there? I mean, it's just Are crazy. You serious? It? Yes, this serious, is un- This mate. is unbelievable. It is. I mean, I just, sometimes I just think they see, you know, our guys, you know, in their, in, in their garb, maybe they've got more to snots all over their clothes or whatever paint. Uh, and they just almost see us as, as, I don't know. I'm not, I wouldn't say subhuman, but, but certainly like bottom feeders or something. I don't know. There's a, there's a different thing in this country where we, you know, the building industry is not held in high esteem. We're not thought as, it's weird. I could almost say human beings. Some, some of the way the, the way we're treated by clients sometimes, and the way the public speak to us. This is absolutely outrageous behaviour. Can I just say that every builder out there is a mother, a father, a son, an uncle, an aunt, whatever they are. They've got families that they work, they bring their money in for, and they care for. They feel, they breathe, they bleed the same as everybody else out there, no matter what trade they happen to be in. So. We deserve as much respect as the next man out there. I remember I had a period of time when I was in the States. I was working out in uh, New York, and I could not believe how well I was treated out there. A a tradesperson was right up there with surgeons and you name it. We are human beings. We will step out into the traffic, and we will help you get your car through. We will say good morning. We will say hello. You know, we will say thank you, please. We are human beings. Exactly the same. I saw a, a, an incident recently as well with a paramedic. He had exactly the same treatment. Oh, that was shocking. That was absolutely How shocking. How dare? How dare the public treat us 
as some lower class. We are not. We breathe, sleep, and talk and love exactly the same as everybody else. And you know what? We've got respect for everybody around us. So, that, you know, respect is earned. Indeed. Yes, please you, look out for your builders. You'll have seen a lot of that anyway with, you know, your time on your TV shows where people are giving their time and, and you've got their expertise. And let's face it, uh, our industry... I, I say we're all artists anyway when you when you look at it. I mean everybody the other thing is this woman need she lives in a house, right? Uh where do you think <laughs> she'd have been without our industry? That's what I'd like Absolutely. to know. Absolutely. Not even um, just not even not even the house that she's in, Clive. The school exactly. that she was educated in, the hospital that looked after her, um the everything, the stru- the structure, the superstructure of her town and city was all put together by us, the building industry. It's almost like a negative stereotyping, you know, that we we get in our industry. Do you think that impacts on what people think about us? You know, that that sort of negative stereotype because of how we look, what we're wearing, that type of thing. I, I remember being on with you a couple of years ago and we talked about something similar. And, um, you know, I think builders probably haven't done themselves the world of good in, in the past where they're turning up and they're, covered in plaster and silicon and they look an absolute mess. I think times have changed and we have brought more respect to the trade. The The clothing industry has changed. We've got protective gear that is trendy, is smart. We turn up, we turn up in our uniform and that is, that how we look is changing how people perceive us. Don't judge the book by its cover, I think is the key. Exactly. It's like, if you look at the NHS, you know, we've got our doctors and surgeons here out on the wards looking at people. And then we've got our nurses and our, uh, our assistant nurses and stuff that are working on the wards. They're all smart all the way down the line. Everybody's well looked after. You don't have to just think, right, I'm going to be a builder and I'm going to dress rough and scruffy. You know, there, is, <laughs> there, is, there is respect in the trade and that needs to grow. And the people who are going to make it grow is us, the tradespeople, the men and women who are out on site at the moment building this industry up. The, the, apprentices, the apprentices are coming through are the ones we, we will learn off. Because they're so flippant, trendy and smart and together, you know. It's lovely to see them to turn up on site. And I have noticed through DIY SOS, my 17 years in DIY SOS, I worked with hundreds and thousands and thousands of trades. The respect yeah. those people gained from me was because they were kind, honest, loving people who wanted to give something back to the community. You know, they, worked from, their, they worked from their wallet, not their heart. Or sorry, the other way around. They worked from their yeah. heart, not their wallet, yeah. and gave something back to community. The industry throughout the UK is full of people like that. So please look out for them and please give them respect. Uh, Mark, uh, well said, first of all. But uh, we want to talk now just briefly because we're running out of time. Uh, episode eight, I think, is out tomorrow. I think it's episode eight. I'm sure I've seen seven. So I think far. it is. Just, uh, yeah, I think it is, yeah. Uh, build your dream home in the country. What a fantastic show that is as well. Uh, tell us, can you tell us anything about what's cracking off tomorrow night? Just give us a little, little tease. Well, tomorrow night is once again, it's a fantastic story of people taking on a huge challenge, taking on their dream, taking on their dream, really. And they've taken this house in, in, in this little village and it really is a carbuncle in the, in the village. It's ugly, it's old, it's leaking and they turn it, it's, you know, they turn it into a swan. Tomorrow night, 8pm, Channel 5. Mark, thank you so much for sparing the time uh, to come on to the Clive Follins show. Uh, that's Mark Miller there. Uh, of course, don't forget to build your dream home in the the country on on channel five tomorrow at eight o'clock uh, please check it out if you haven't
already. Clive Holland on Fix Radio. Hi, I'm Thomas Nagy. If you're enjoying this Catch Up with the Electrical Show podcast, we discuss everything that matters to the electrical industry across the UK with new episodes out every Thursday from 4pm. Clive Holland on Fix Radio. Uh, joining us on the line now is a man who has worked with an awful lot of customers. <laughs> I say an awful lot of customers, not saying awful customers. There's an awful lot of customers. Uh, so he'll know one way or another uh, whether whether he gets the respect that he truly deserves. Uh, it's Nick Bundy from N Bundy Electrical, good friend of the show. Uh, now, do you feel uh, that tradespeople get the respect that they deserve generally? I mean, uh, do, do you think it's okay? Are you bothered? Uh, past bothering now. Uh, <laughs> at the ripe old age of 30. Oh, God, uh, you're not even cooked yet, man. What's up with you? I know, right? I know. Well, the, the back and the knees already feel like I'm a lot older. But um, <laughs> I would say from, from school, I remember when I was telling people as we were starting to leave, I mean, this is going back Christ, 12, 13 years ago, uh, what I, oh, no, longer than that, never mind, is what I want when it's going to the trades. And I got, at the time, so many people turned their noses up at me that would go all going to uni or doing their A-levels and, and doing this, that, and the other. I was like, and it was never my mates. It was the other people in the, in the year. I thought, all right, all right, cool, whatever. And, um, you know, they went, all, went off and got degrees and um, they still work at Tesco. And I don't. Um, yeah. But this is just a select few. <laughs> but going through it now, yeah, a little bit. I think I would think about it more when I was younger. You go into people's houses and you just think, that, you know, they don't want to have a conversation with you. They just want you to get in, get out and pay you. And that's it. But the order I've got, I feel like the respect is there by... yeah. Uh, the majority of people, you know, they, they, they've chosen you. They want you to work there. Um, we have the occasional people that stand and watch or, or, or don't offer you a drink or there's no conversation. It's like you just a service get in, get out, which I understand. Um, but because I don't work in an office that's warm and I'm outside in the rain doing lights or whatever, I feel like I would judge myself more than they do. I think it's more in your head than it is verbally, I would say. That's a good point, actually. In, in, in real terms, though, Nick, how much of the disrespect is to do with stereotypes and, and bad image, perhaps sometimes painted by the media as well? But do you think that that stereotype really does come as painted still by the media and, 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 and it affects people's uh, thinking? I don't watch the news. I don't have Facebook. I just get on my day, to be honest, most of the time. And I don't really see it. But if I was just to go purely off my customer base or who I've worked for, the stereotype is gone, I think. I think back in the day when I was growing up, it's, oh, you're a builder, so you hang off a scaffold and whistle at women. That's the thing of the past now. And I think when I, if I truly go with what I think now, I think I'm just respected to go in people's houses as much as anybody else, uh, whether I've got a suit on or dusty, uh, loft insulated covered trousers. They shake my hand, there's a smile, and there's a conversation. And we just, we're there to do a service. You get in, get out. And as long as everyone's happy, I don't see anyone looking down on, especially me. If I was a plasterer, I completely understand, uh, but I'm not. So, you, you know, plasterers and electricians <laughs> don't get on very well anyway. You do, you do no, know I that, don't, don't you? Not, not the ones You're... I work with, anyway. <laughs> uh, where are you today, mate? What are you up to? A uh, little town over from where I'm from, doing some outside lights in the fog. I can't even see the top of the ladders, it's that foggy. So, uh, I was going to film it today, but I don't think you'd see a lot, to be honest. You're going to see it. We'll, uh, we'll give it a go. Good man. Uh, that's Nick Bundy there from N Bundy Electrical. Check him out on the old socials. Fix Radio. Bish, bash, bosh. One, a weapon. You're a weapon. It's, uh, it's quite a simple one, but I think it's effective. Hi, Clive. It's John from Early Doors, producer John from the Board Builders Breakfast. One of my favourite comebacks is 
someday you're going to go far. Really hope that you stay there. All right, Clive, it's Jack Edwards from Overtime on Sunday and also producer of the Bold Builders Breakfast. One of the best insults or sort of come-ons I've heard is with a couple of guys were having a little tear-up, a little row, and the other one turns to the other and goes, if you carry on like that, you're going to be picking up your teeth with a broken arm. I thought that was ace. Okay, so everybody listening to this radio station knows that stereotypically the older boys in construction are pretty nasty and they don't hold back when it comes to insults. I had my fair share of those insults, especially when I was an apprentice coming through. Some of my favourites were oxygen thief, uh, and slow. Uh, I've been threatened. I've, uh, when I was 16, I had a 50 odd year old bloke threatening to throw me off a scaffold. I had lads actually wanting to fight me when I was still technically a child. Probably my own fault, don't get me wrong, these insults and um, and situations and scenarios were probably for very good reason. But yeah, I've had my fair share of insults. Comebacks, not so much because uh, I was very, very cheeky. So if I did actually say something to an older person, they were either really taken back that they didn't know what to say or they would threaten violence. <laughs> but usually it was just for no reason. The older boys love just setting you up. And I'm very grateful for it all because those insults and those situations have made me who I am today. There's so many more, but they're the, they're the ones that come to mind. And a lot of them are not appropriate for radio, so I'll keep those to myself for now. Clive Holland on Fix Radio. Thank so very much for listening to my podcast. It means the world to me, you know. I hope you enjoyed it and picked up some excellent info from our brilliant guests and fellow colleagues of our industry. Remember, you can listen to me Monday through Thursday, 12 noon till 3pm on DAB via the Fix Radio app and at fixradio.co.uk. Oh yeah, ask your smart speaker to play Fix Radio and come join the fun all day, every day on the only radio station for the construction industry, which is Fix Radio. Well, that's it from me for now. If I don't see you through the week, I'll see you through the hole in my portaloo. Ta-ra! This is the Clive Holland Show on Fix Radio. Fix Radio.